is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> good day, friends. Um, hope you're having a good day so far. Hope you had a good weekend, Easter weekend. It was big. Okay, so there's two big service weekends uh, in the old church world. I'm sure you know which they are. Uh, they, they, they require a lot of extra planning, a lot of extra thought, that kind of thing. Yes, it is Christmas and it's Easter. And as a matter of fact, right after Christmas was over, I saw this meme that I'm going to pop up for you. And I was like, yep, that's it. That's exactly how I feel. And it's a picture of The Undertaker and some other wrestler in front of him. I'm not into the old wrestling thing, but I do know it's Undertaker. So uh, the, the, fir- the guy in front is a wrestler and it said, worship pastors after completing Christmas service feeling good you're laughing you're like yeah this is great but then right behind you is the undertaker and he's like easter and that is totally how it feels as a worship pastor you're like how oh, we just finished the oh easter's right around the corner got a lot of a lot more work to do right so we had our easter service everything went well saw lots of new faces and that's to be expected a lot of newcomers a lot of uh family People you see only a couple times a year. I know a couple devotionals ago I said we need to pray for them to return, which I hope they do because we. It just feels good when every when services are packed and and there's like there's an energy there that, that I really like. Um, during our last song of homecoming, it's one of my favorite worship songs. It was just I felt it. I was in it. You know, the spirit was was just upon me. And I just wanted to yell out when we get to the chorus, all right, let's tear the roof off of this place. But then I thought, I'm not saying that because we literally just finished having a new roof put on. And it'd be good to not have any more damaged roof. For for three years I've been dealing with it. It's been longer than that. We've had leaks all over. Um, and funny story, I was telling the worship team and the tech team about this uh, at rehearsal last Thursday. You know, we've had multiple big floods in this uh, church in my tenure here, like big floods. And so as they're replacing the roof, we're almost done. We're like two days from completion here. And uh, I'm sitting in my office and all of a sudden the alarms go off, like the fire alarms. Like all this stuff. And I was like, now there is something to be said about when a fire alarm goes off, you should be, uh-oh, the fi- there's a fire, and you run out. No, I was just sitting in my office. I'm like, Ugh, will this thing just turn off? And it went on for like 20 minutes. And I was like, Phew. so I walk outside of the my office, look around. I don't see any smoke or anything. And I walk towards the lobby, and I just hear a noise, a familiar noise. And that is of water. <laughs> so I turn the corner, look out, and there's just water pouring in from everywhere. Apparently the roofers dropped this big piece of 
sheet metal, whatever, it hit sprinkler system and there was there was water going 40 feet up in the air. It was coming. It was a mess. It's all fixed now. But uh, I was telling the worship and tech team and they're like, it's just because they're familiar with all the floods we've had. And they're like, it's just God reminding us one more time. Don't forget where you're from. I know you got a new roof now, but remember the floods. So that was a good little. So we had our last flood last week, but it's all good. All good for Easter service. No one would even know that we had water everywhere. This says something also about the uh, the facilities team and everything, and they're they're good. They clean up. They're good team. Um. So like I said, everything went good at uh, Easter service. Um. But there was something that I saw editing the video and the live stream and all that. It's not a blooper. It's not a fail or anything like that. <laughs> it's just something unexpected that I wanted to share. It's my friend Danny. He's singing. Uh, the first verse and some bridge of of uh, homecoming that last song I told you about, and uh, I, as I was watching it, he's starts singing and then he like looks over at the camera and he smiles and gives a wink, and I even had to add a little sound effect into it because it just to put it over the top. So check this out because it was just it made my day yesterday when I was doing this. I've been. Wasn't that awesome? I thought it was. Uh, anyway, so Easter was great. Um, we have a while now before Christmas, so I don't feel like the Undertaker's right behind me saying Christmas service. Um, I have some time to hopefully rest. But that is not easy. Rest. And as a matter of fact, just the other day I was talking to our facilities uh, manager, David, and uh, he's here all the time, even more than me. And I'm here a lot. I'm constantly, my wife's like, Ugh, you're going back in because there's so many things that I need to do to get whatever. But he's here all the time. And uh, I was talking to him for a while and he was telling me about how he got his work ethic from his dad who taught him and all this. Uh, he was in the military, but then he also worked for this company for like 37 years. And in the 37 years, he said that his dad took one week of vacation. 37 years, one week of vacation. And he said he would come in when he wasn't supposed to, like, because he's a part of this team. He's, he's not going to let his team down. Like, it's a whole thing. It's a serious, serious work ethic. And it kind of, like, reminded me, like, in um, Colossians, where it says work as for you, you're doing it for God, not for man. That's, it seems like he was doing that. Like he was doing the best he could putting in the hours, all that. But I was also like, but you also need some rest. You need rest. I need rest. I need a vacation badly because I don't know if you know this. I am on empty. I'm running on fumes. Can't sleep. I am tired, tired, exhausted. Today, driving into church, uh, I was going down 17, 17A, and I got by this gas station uh, at um, Main Street, right, right by Main Street, and there's a guy who looked like he was out of his mind, he probably was, he was doing this weird, I don't know if it was a dance or like, uh, I don't know what was going on, but he was all 
doing something and and looking crazy. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's gonna be me soon. Like that, I'm just gonna be in the side of the road. Hey, who's that? Was is that Pastor Adam? He's nuts. Yeah, that's what that's what it'll do to you. No rest, make you crazy. But then I was thinking, but that guy looked like he was okay. Like he was like, I'm. He looked like he was having a good time today, <clears throat> doing whatever whatever kind of jig or dance that he was doing. So I'm like, maybe maybe that's maybe he is doing the right thing. So I'm just like, but I'm I'm teetering on the edge of madness because I'm tired, and in the exhaustion mentally, and emotionally is is real and i was like i need a vacation but will a vacation help me as i was thinking because the last big vacation that i remember no we did a we did a road trip that was pretty good but before that in 2016 that's what i call a big vacation we went to cabo and uh the reason i remember is 2016 is because i watched the world series there because when the cubs were in the world when they're when, when they're in the playoffs i live and die with each pitch and it's stressful and it's a lot it's a it's draining it's also exhausting it's a good thing but it's also ugh. and I thought if if they lose the World Series it's better for them to lose it and me be in paradise like Cabo around beautiful ocean and palm trees and pools and all like that's that was my thinking so but and it worked out because they won and it was great however and then the beach I loved it I loved the food there. I, I really liked Cabo. My my wife, not so much. Because she got sick when she was there. And let me just tell you that uh, we went to go eat somewhere, and she ordered a salad. And I said before she even had a salad, I go, salad? Is that, that a smart choice? Yeah. And she was pretty snippy with me about it. And I go, well, you're going to get sick because the water in the in the lettuce. And she's like, like, I'm an idiot. Guess what? She got sick from the lettuce. And then she was um, dealing with that the rest of the trip. So I can see why you wouldn't like it if you're sick. But I thought it was great. But here's the thing. Here's why I'm like, is it going to give me rest? Because even though I loved Cabo and the facility and everything, my kids fought the entire time. Because there was numerous pools at this resort. And each wanted to go to different ones. But they were the same. And it was, it was so bad that I told them they lost, they lost vacations for the foreseeable future. I was like, yeah. We're done with vacations now. But I am looking into vacations. And yesterday I was looking at cruises. And you know what? To, to the point I'm at now with what's going on in life, I was like, there was a cruise to Bermuda. I'm like, wait a minute. It goes through the Bermuda Triangle. You know what? Maybe all four of us, we get on this cruise, we disappear. We go meet Jesus all together. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. You know what? It's it's a good gamble, I'm thinking. Like what if if it doesn't turn out that way and we still go to Bermuda and it's awesome and it's a cruise, I mean, I'm in. So But the point of all this is we need rest. We need it. It's hard to come by, but but it's biblical. See, God doesn't need rest at all, but he tells us to. And actually he commands it a number of different times. Um just if we look at Exodus 34, 21, it says you are to labor six days, but you must rest on the seventh day. You must even rest during plowing and harvesting times. It says you must. 
And when he talks about during plowing and harvesting times, that's to live. That's like the busy season where you, where back then they had to get the crops ready. Like if you don't do the harvesting, you, know, you, you don't have food and you're going to die. But he says you must rest. Work six days, rest one. But we don't often think about it as a command, do we? That he commands us to rest. Or, or at least we probably don't do it very often. I know that I don't. Because I know what happens on my days off. If I don't have things to do around the house, I get stir crazy. I want to I wanna do something. I can't just sit in the house and not do anything. I start thinking about what I could do at church to get caught up. Well, I could probably go in and do this and that. I could probably, this will get me ahead. You know, there'll be a lot of different things like that. I start thinking about upcoming devos and podcasts, what I'm going to talk about, start maybe doing some research on that. I think about the new songs I want to do for Sundays. I start to maybe try to learn those. I should probably start planning when we're going to do that. There's, there's a lot of things that go into it. Then boom, you ain't resting anymore. That That's, that's what happens every time. And then if we look in Mark, so New Testament, Jesus sends out, he commissions the 12. So in Mark 6, 7 through 11, it says, He summoned the 12 and began to, se- to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except a staff, no bread, no traveling bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and to not put on an extra, uh, extra shirt. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you or listen to you, when you leave there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So he didn't really hide the fact that their journey would not be particularly easy. People would refuse to listen to them. They probably wouldn't even be nice to them. And that's 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 being nice there. There would be a lot of discouragement on the journey. They were empowered to preach and to heal and spread the good news of the kingdom, but they would also be exhausted on every front, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And and even coming back after their journey from their tiring journey, people would still be coming and going. So it was still going to be chaotic. And and uh and the, it's he said that even the disciples didn't even have time to eat a lot of the times, right? So as a first order of business, upon returning from their journey, Jesus greeted them with clear instructions to rest. So Mark 6, 31, it said, He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. It wasn't a request that Jesus made. It wasn't a friendly suggestion. Like, hey, buddy, you should probably get some rest. It was Jesus' command. He's like, what you're doing, guys, you've been through a lot. And there's so much more that remains to be done. But for now, rest. Come and rest. At least for a little while. And that journey that he sent them on is similar to people in ministry. Because even though we're not going from town to town, like we have a church building, but we're presenting the gospel the good news of the kingdom, we're putting our effort in, everything, it's, it takes a lot. And we get a lot of people who don't really want to listen. Um, we don't see a lot of results a lot of times, and it's it's exhausting and frustrating and, and hard a lot of times. Um, so we in ministry need to also rest, just like all of you 
that are not in ministry. When you're working hard and you're trying to get ahead, you still need to rest. But we forget about that because for us hard workers, we, or at least I, feel guilty a lot of times for wasting time, even if it's to like kind of regroup or recharge. But here is the big situation though. I don't know how to rest really. I mean, if you were to send me to a tropical island for a while, I, I'm pretty sure I could figure it out. But in reality, at home, right here, I don't know how to do it. Because just when I think I could take a deep breath, uh, a new crisis or event or whatever comes up, but I need the rest. How can I rest in the midst of chaos? I don't know. We need to figure it out, though. I need to. Because it's a command from God. And I'm sure you might be like, all right, now here's the point where Pastor Adam's going to give me some practical tips on rest. Nope, I got nothing. I, I Like I said, I don't know. Uh, maybe you can tell me how, how I can do this. So it's this, this is obviously kind of a bummer ending to the devotional, right? I know what God's telling me. I know I need to rest. I want the rest. Trust me, I want it. But how do I get it? I, I can't even rest. There's no peace in my home right now, so how can I rest? So that's uh, kind of where I'm at. little cliffhanger, as it would be. So hopefully I will see you next week. Have a good one.